This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I have to give a quick shout out to Anchor. If you don't know about Anchor, it's Spotify's podcast platform, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free, and you know I love free. Second of all, their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or computer. What could be easier than that? Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you want it played. You can also make money from your podcast, no matter how few downloads you get regularly. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hope you love today's episode. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome to our first episode. Seeing other people. No, welcome to seeing other people. We're supposed to jump into the intro. Am I too shiny? Is my light too bright? You're not too shiny. Am I too shiny? I do have a little shine. I mean, I want to be a shining star, but like not shiny, shiny. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome to Seeing Seeing Other People. People. There we go. Wow, that's new. It'll find its way after a couple intros. It took us on Dating Sucks, honestly, like episode four to crack that intro. Do you remember the first episode we recorded? The only time we recorded in the studio and I was so bad at it. Oh my God. I made us redo the intro like 40 times. Yeah. I mean, I do remember that. And I remember being really frustrated because all good podcast 
you know, chemistry comes from not resetting, not stopping, and just being your your organic self, Alana. That's okay to mess up. Hey, it was my first time, okay? Not all first times are romantic and glamorous and perfect. We are still remote, but we are back in the Zoom. Um, Alana, it's actually, I it, it's pretty phenomenal. We've actually been in person together this year like three times. Fiscally speaking, that's correct. Yeah, fiscally speaking, we've only been together. I mean, we saw each other for that other pod. We got to, we did something well, no, else. Including, including in that, ready? We we hung out on Valentine's Day with a group of people as friends. We recorded True. the first episode, and then we, in like September, we recorded that other podcast, and that's it. Yeah, that's but it's just <laughs> a quick year. Um, everybody, you're probably wondering. What's going on? What's happening here? What am I listening to? It's Alana and Jonah, but it's not dating sucks. It's it's this cool new thing called seeing other people. And guys, this is going to be the juiciest episode of the Alana Jonah saga you will ever hear. Yet. There, there's a lot Yet. to look forward yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Don't, As, uh, there, there will be more to hear. Don't you worry. As Chris Harrison would say, it's our most, uh, what's the word he uses? Our most dramatic. Um, our most dramatic season yet. Epi- our most dramatic season yet. Episode. Our most dramatic episode yet. Um. So, guys, welcome to uh, seeing other people. Obviously, it's our new dating podcast. Our mantra here is to provide entertainment and to be practical in our dating advice. And there's a lot we're going to be able to do now that we have this new platform. Um, and I same you know same show, same project, same intention, same impact, but perhaps even more authentic and honest and you get a maybe even a more intimate life a look into Alana's not Alana and I's lives lives definitely we we hope I mean the original point of doing all of this was for us to really help people through their dating lives and and look we weren't dating experts before we're not dating experts now but we've had a lot of experiences we've heard a lot of experiences we've talked to a lot of people done a lot of research and we know that by talking about all the things we've been through and and talking to all of you and hearing what you're all going through, there is a way to help each other and remind each other that we're not alone in what we're feeling. Quick shout out to our Facebook group, which has been really awesome. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. All the content's going to be going there. It is Seeing Other People podcast on Instagram. And uh, obviously, all those links will be provided on our link tree uh, for our other on our other ones. And the biggest, most exciting thing I think we're doing now is we can have a, uh, we have a little Patreon account. And just to give the quick 30 second pitch there, that is a monthly subscription uh, ranging anywhere from $2, you know, up. And there's fun things on there, like our private bonus episode, our private AMAs. If you want to be one of our biggest patrons, you get on a text thread with Alana and I, and we're there to give you dating advice whenever you need it. Which and, and like, trust me, we have people who can vouch for this. Any text yeah. thread that you're on with the two of us is wildly entertaining. Yes, and <laughs> practical. Like, you know, I actually think there is a lot of value in, I wish I had someone I could just text on, what do I say? You know, and how, and what better than to have, you know, two people who, uh, in our case, know probably a little too much about being single and dating to help uh, to help do that. So check out our Patreon if you want to support us in that way. Um, and again, lots of bonus content, sweatshirt, hat, lots of fun stuff. 
But and I want to get also in- real yes. quick. If you want to watch, if you're listening right now and you're like, wow, I miss seeing Lana and Jonah and their faces. Um, we have all of our episodes available on our YouTube channel, seeing yep. other people podcasts. Uh, so full length video and obviously like all the content clips that you all love. Um, so find us on your favorite platforms, hit us up, hang with us. We're all friends here. You'll be able to ask us questions if you are on our Patreon uh, Patreon account. And at the end of this episode and every episode onward, we will answer three questions for the audience. But if you want to have your question answered, go to our Patreon, support us a little bit. But I think it's like three bucks and you'll get your question answered on the show. Yeah, um, you will. Let's get into why we're all here, which is dating and romance and our story and what's going on with dating in 2020. Um and and what's going on with us in 2020 what's going on well i mean i'll start there you guys alana you're trying to go on a, you, i want to catch everybody up here in case you guys don't know alana and i first met um we went on a date and then we started a podcast together and sort of a running joke although not joke at all of the podcast is people thinking that alana and i are either dating going to date that i like her too much that she's well no one ever thinks that you like me nope. people are always like Jonah is in love with you or like, um, you guys need a date, but guys, new show, new season. I think I'm currently holding the power card in this relationship right now. Lana, you've confessed your love for me. People don't know this. No, no, let's not exaggerate. I just suggested, I suggested that perhaps we should go on a date. Yeah, I mean, you did, and I didn't even. Th- I thought you were like kidding, or I, I didn't even. Yeah, catch, and then, I didn't even and, then you didn't, and then like a month went by, and I'm like, okay, like I guess we're not going on this date that we said we were going to go on. Like I don't know. And then, and then Jonah texted me a, that he matched with a friend of mine, um, and asked about her. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's great. And then he was like, okay, like I think I'm going to take her out on a date. And I'm like, I like sat there for an hour, being like kind of like annoyed. And then mm. I was like, wait a second, am I jealous? Uh oh. So I like did the the natural thing and texted him, being like, "I think I'm jealous." Okay, not natural at all. Nobody does that except for me. Um, and I was like, "I think I'm kind of jealous because I just sat here for an hour thinking about this and like being not that happy about it." Um, and I asked him to if if it'd be okay if he didn't go on dates with people that I know. Um, yeah, but- you. Well, you know, you. I got a text from you saying, "Hey, I think I'm jealous." Our texts always range from like business to like fun, random stuff to like then sort of serious relationship stuff, but they all like all teeter in the same boats. And you sent me this text that was like, Yeah, I think I'm jealous about you and this person. Like, can you not go out with her? If that's okay. Like, you don't also have, don't listen to me. And I was like, I was like, I don't have to go out with her. Like, I don't want to cause anyone any emotional. It's a waste of thought. Like, to think that. Also, you know, you know what? Hi, Skylar. She'll want the shout out. Hey, Skylar, what's up? Skylar, what's up? <laughs> But like, it's Sorry. funny too because in my mind, I never knew if you guys were even fuck. Like, I I know all your friends. I never even heard of Skylar's name from your friend circle. Well, here's the thing. Actually, one thing you you don't know this. I don't think. Um, we we became friends during quarantine over like Instagram DMs. She reached out maybe sometime like April or May. I think no, like I think May. Um, saying that she and her boyfriend of like a long time had broken up during quarantine and she started binging dating sucks and that it was like helping her and she wanted to reach out um, because of that. So then we started talking about that. And then like throughout the, till like maybe like August or the beginning of September when we were still, like I was still home um, and like still super quarantined. uh, We would just like text back and forth a bit. And then we ended up meeting for the first time in the beginning of September and um, 
and like we like we just kind of were like instant friends once we met um yeah yeah, she she was someone who was like more of a new friend but I also knew that like we were becoming very good friends and that like it would be weird um but anywho so I yeah I texted him that I was jealous and then and asked him to not go on a date with her and then next day I was talking to my best friend about it and she was like yeah but like you can't really tell him who he can and can't date I'm like I know but like I did say like you don't have to listen to me I'm just like letting you know how I feel and then I like and then I sat there all afternoon being like oh like am I an asshole like do I like Mm -hmm. should I take it back so then I texted him saying okay I take it back like I don't have a right to say who you can and can't date and then he was like okay and I'm like so are you gonna go out with her and he's like I don't know yet (laughs) and then I was like Okay, I take it back. Like, I'm upset now. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, look, at the time when that first happened, I was like teetering on like sort of seeing somebody like during this whole thing. And so I was never really I didn't think I was ever going to go out with her because we matched on the app and then we were talking and you got that text. And I was like, okay, just too much going on there. Just (laughs) avoid avoid anything. Avoid the like the all the red flags of the situation. Yeah, if there's one red flag, Skylar, no red flags about you. But of the situation, the situation. Skylar's I love Skylar's lovely. Skylar's a really cool person. Um, and I'm liking getting to know her through this perspective of your friend. You know, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, look, I I think in terms of us and and that whole thing, I just think it's a little bit funny and ironic given the timing of everything. And, you know, maybe I, 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 I've been waiting to sort of say this on the podcast because I think it's, it's good juice. And one of the things you're going to get audience, you guys are going to get a lot of this sort of like real shit talk that like is going to happen. But like, I don't know. I mean, we joke about going on a date and stuff, but I think it's tough for me because like, I really sort of, I honestly, I mean, this sincere, like I do see you as like a very close friend of mine. And so you've, I'm not saying like we're just friends, but like that's the thing that's been, I think maybe been difficult for me to like honestly digest when I get those texts or like when I'm like trying to read you. I'm like, does Alana like me? I want to go on a date with me. Or has Alana been single for a minute? Want, realizes that like Jonah's a pretty good guy, you know, and I want to like go on a date with some. I want someone to text and someone to like, you know, to, I want somebody to like. I mean, I think you're really good having somebody to like and i mean that in a, yeah. really, in a positive way like no I, I, to, I you're right <laughs> alana you like having a crush i mean i've been on a thousand texts with you with different people that are like your crush and i was like has the has the eye just caught me because like i'm pseudo unavailable and pseudo not interested in a way where it's yeah. like because we're friends well, that's i mean i was asking myself that too and all of my friends were asking me that and i'm like well, okay, but there's like sign A, sign B, sign C, sign D. Like, I, I just like, I didn't know. And I was like, well, maybe that's like why I, I, I want to like figure it out. But like, I don't know. Um, well, people always say like, you know, you and Alana are going to get married. And I'm always like, I literally, she's like one of my best friends and like coworker. And I see her, you know, I just see her on a different sort of level. And so guys, he's, maybe, literally reje- he's literally rejecting me on air right now. Not, what the hell? <laughs> No, it's what? it's right now. Look, it's a timing thing. I think it's like, had you said this to me, instead of sending me that long gray text that you sent me when we were, you know, first talking, I probably would have like, oh, I know, but that's like the crazy thing. And I, I hope people take away from this. Like, there's a lot of timing stuff going on. Like, I'm not rejecting you. I'm just saying, in terms of like today, right now, that's where you're kind of at in my head, which is why I don't know how to react. <laughs> I'm like, wait, she's my friend. Now she's telling me she likes me. Well, no, I don't know if I do. Okay, fair. That's Relax. fair. You don't know. And okay. today, right now, I'm not trying to go on a date with you. So I actually, okay, then here, wait, hold on. Here's the missing piece of oh, this. We, we, no, we plan to get drinks 
And then I canceled because I was like, you know what? This is weird timing. I don't think we should be figuring this out right now. Like, like everything is great with our friendship right now. Let's not like go down this road of like, who knows what question mark. Um, So I canceled. You did. And I, I mean, there were, I think there was other reasons, i.e. pandemic, i.e. the legit. Well, the big thing that's sort of difficult for us and why perhaps we would never work out is I live in Brooklyn, you live in Manhattan. And as we've established, that's a long distance relationship, it's, which it's will a, come back. It's a $45 Uber. Right. That's one way. And then you could take the ferry, but like, actually, oh no, you're not very close to the ferry. I'm close it, to a ferry. I'm, I'm 20 blocks from the ferry. Yeah. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin-D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin-D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin-D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, 
And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi-infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. So let's talk, we've talked, obviously this is going to be a relationship that probably takes ups and downs throughout this Seeing Other People project, so excited about that. Um, oh, and if, if you didn't under, get the name thing, like, you know, we're seeing other people. We're seeing okay. other people. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> how, how's your dating life been since Dating Sucks? Um, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's been interesting because I still like, we're still obviously like in quarantine and, and things have been getting progressively worse. Um, I've still, I've been going back and forth between my parents' house, um, and the city, which is an hour away. But like when I go to the city, like I'm in the city for anywhere from like a week to three weeks. And then I, that last week, um, something smells like it's burning. Squarespace, for all your internet needs, Shut up. Squarespace. Use code um, seeing other people for 10% off your Squarespace. Shut account. up. I hate when you do that. Okay, guys, we're all good. There was um, a piece of toast in the toaster that was getting burnt. So We're as back. you can see, right now I am home with my parents. Um, yes. But yeah, so I've been going back and forth and like that. I mean, anytime in the city that last week I'm quarantining and then getting tested before coming home and then I'm home again for like a few weeks. So it's, it's really this back and forth where like nothing can really be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and look, like I've gone on a bunch of dates with people. I've met people. I, I've like had little crushes, but then it, it, it seems like anytime I start to like someone or get to like a second or third or fourth date with someone, then it's like, oh, well they 
are going somewhere warm for the next six months or their apartment lease is up and there's no point in them renewing right now. So they're going to go home. And so that's what the situation I keep running into, but like it's too early in, in our dating shindig to, for us to actually like do like see it through long distance or or, like, there's just no point because we're not there yet. Um, so that's definitely been like disappointing because it's like, all right, well, like I keep putting myself out there. I keep trying, I'm, I'm doing all the right things and I just keep getting wrecked by the situation, um, which sucks because I have seen people get into relationships during this time. And and also, like, I have a lot of friends who have been in relationships and they're moving in with their significant others. They're getting engaged. They're mm-hmm. getting like adopting dogs together. Like, that's what's just been happening all year. And so that feeling of like, I feel left behind is kind of like more and more. And it's like, well, like my friends are now living with their boyfriends and I'm back at home living with my parents half time. You know, it's, it's weird. Right. And how does that make you feel? I mean, do you feel as if you are like more pressured to find somebody now, or are you sort of embracing the position you're in? It's I, it, you know, I switch off. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll go to the city and, and I'll have like five dates lined up because of like being home and, and being on apps and, and like, I like started talking (laughs) to people and then I just have a whole roster and I'm like, all right, gotta like, gotta cross them off the list and and see if any of them stick. And like, you you call it a roster. Cause I was once criticized because I wrote in a script that this character who was a woman said she had a roster and someone gave me the note that girls, women don't call their people roster. Oh, we do. Yeah. I was like, what, what else would you call it? You're, you're, you know, we do, but not in a way where it's like, oh, this is my consistent roster that like I'm like I'm constantly going through. It's like, okay, here are like people I'm talking to, and like I really am actively hoping that this list narrows down to one because I really am trying yeah. to find one person. It's not like, oh, I'm just gonna like hang out with these four people every week and just like have all these different things going on. Like that's not me. Um, but no, we do we we do roster. We call it a roster. We have yeah. a roster. Yeah. What is your dating it's life with, been like well since we last left off the podcast i actually i don't want to get i mean i'm always about exposing my personal life but you know i don't want to necessarily ex, you know expose anybody it's, yeah so but i i was seeing somebody um through like you know summer through like sort of like very recently honestly and we sort of had a converse one of those conversations where you know um it was a really positive experience and i, I don't want to get into anything specific about it but i think it's The problem with me, and maybe she listens to this and maybe she hears this. And I, again, it's different when I'm on a podcast. So there's an element of projecting and performance. But like, I've sort of come to terms with the fact that I was so focused over quarantine on finishing my movie, which by the way, we finished. So you guys have heard me talk about the film. Film is now done. And we're waiting to hear back from a festival. And I'm trying to manifest this. I really hope we get into it. And um, manifest. Manifestivals. Manifestivals. Um, and we finished a couple of weeks ago. And so that's taken an enormous part of my life and focus. And I think I've come to terms, like I'm 30, and I think I don't really and I told you this over text, and I was kind of serious, but like I think I'm gonna be like a late bloomer. Like I have I really like being single, and I think this is a theme that I'm trying to explore. And it's like I don't know how to share myself with somebody because I feel like I'm using a hundred percent of my power, like a hundred percent of my focus and energy and like my career and my, my, my projects. And you, you want to be able to get to the point where you can share yourself with somebody. And I just don't know how to do that yet. 
And maybe you could say, well, you met the, you haven't met the right person yet. Cause people are always like, you know, when you know, and if it's the right person, there's always time for them. But then I'm like, it's hard for me to schedule stuff. It's hard for me to schedule time with others. I mean, it's just, and I don't know how to figure that out. And I'm just thinking, okay, I'm spending so much time thinking out why can't I cut carve out a part of my life for this person when maybe I'm just not ready. So I've sort of like embraced that and I've become more comfortable with embracing that in terms of like, it's not that I'm like, you know, I don't like sleep around or like have a bunch of people. I was seeing somebody. So this is all very fresh and new, but um, I don't know. I just, I don't really know, but that's going to be why we're doing seeing other people. It's an, it's exploration of that. Cause really during dating sucks, it would like help me after that process, I was able to then find somebody and like be with them for like, we dated for like six months. That's the most yeah. I dated someone in years since my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I look back, I'm like, wait, I've been seeing that person since June. And like, there was still a part of me that definitely didn't let down a wall or like just enable it to become something much more serious. But right. dating sucks was definitely helpful in terms of getting me that far along the process. So, you know, I don't know, but then I, I guess I interestingly compared to what you were saying, I haven't really looked at my friends and seen their thing. I think a lot of my guy friends are like single or have little flings throughout this. Right. Don't worry. Jesse is still single in case you were. <laughs> Hi, Jesse. So am I. Jesse is one of my best friends who I set a lot up with and they kissed on Valentine's Day, I believe. Is that correct? That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, and Damn. Uh, then I have friends who have had little flames and I have friends who, you know, who are married and friends who are together. I haven't really had any friends who have broken up, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I'm excited to see, here's the difference in peak quarantine. I was living out in Long Island with my mom and my sister. Now I am living in Brooklyn currently alone here. My sister is my roommate, but she's in LA and yeah, maybe I'm going to wake up one day and be like, I cannot live in this apartment alone any longer. And I'm going to need to do the quarantine experiment, which is the quarantine relationship. <laughs> Invite somebody we'll into the bubble. We'll see. We will see. One thing I wanted to bring up, which now obviously I'm blanking. Um, of course. Damn it. Oh, okay. Well, you said like what you learned from dating sucks and, and you were able to then like actually meet someone and be in, in a relationship. Like I, not necessarily what you learned from it, but like we did, here's the thing. Like we learned so much from doing mm -hmm. that and from talking to our guests and, and to all of you who are listening. Um, and I actually definitely, um, realized like a change in my dating behavior from everything that I learned, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I noticed I, I was starting to get into situations where like, I, I would be at a crossroads where, for example, like someone who I had gone on a few dates with, who I was starting to like really develop feelings for and, and felt like I could see it going somewhere. Um, he did tell me that like his lease was up and he was going to go to Florida for like the indefinite foreseeable future. Um, yeah. and he had like maybe like a month or so left before he was going to go. And he was like, but like, look, like I obviously like you and like, we've had a great time hanging out together and I'd love to keep seeing you if, if you want, like we can keep going on dates and, and hanging out until I go. But like, that like that's up to you the ball's in your court and like we we had a conversation about it um and I was like I'm conflicted because yeah like I, of course like I like you and I really want to keep hanging out but also like I know myself and it's gonna end up being so much harder and I've been in this, this situation before where like the situation hasn't like it, it's leading down a dark path where it's yeah. not going to work out or 
they say like, okay, well, like this isn't, this can't happen because of X, Y, Z reason. And in my head, I'm like, oh, well, like I'll just convince them to like end up liking me. And, And I end up in this position for like months and months. And I just end up getting so hurt because I can't let go. And I said that to him on literally on this phone call while we were talking about it. And I decided to like sleep on it. He said like balls in your court. And, um, I, we ended up, I, I said like, we should, yeah, like we shouldn't do this because I am just going to get hurt. Um, wow. and it was like a really, like, I felt really proud of myself. Um, because I, it was the first time that I did something to protect my heart. Um, and I've, I've gotten myself into so many painful situations and I, I feel like for the first time I really took the opportunity to change the narrative. And that's something that I am really proud of. And I, I do see myself continuing to do that. And, um, also like practicing what we preach. And after like these dates that I'm going on, if I don't feel a connection, like I, I let them know, I send that, that anti-ghosting text that we talked about, um, I, yeah, I let them know that like, Hey, I had a really great time and I'm, I'm glad that we took the time to meet each other, but I don't feel the romantic connection I'm looking for. Um, and I've gotten a really positive response every time and it like, yeah, it sucks to like reject someone. It sucks to also go through that where like, I'm hopeful and then I don't feel it. Um, but it's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm really like a better dater. Um, well, I think pre, cool. I think predating sucks. Alana would have kept going down that relationship hole without taking initiative and taking control, which is metaphorically speaking a lot to sort of the same level of this whole podcast and new project, which is like us taking control. Like, sure, we both kind of got dumped, but now we've learned, you know, okay, this is what we want to do and this is what works. I really love that story, and I think that's a really good segue to one of the things I think we want to do better on this season, which is provide our listeners with advice. And as we'll say many times, we're not experts. We will have experts on. But what what do we have? We have thousands of emails. Um, and uh, we've, we've heard everyone's concerns. So we're able to tell you if what you're concerned about um, is something that other people feel. And then what have they done? And we're able to just basically act as this sort of uh, switchboard, I would say, like kind of like a operator. And so um, we have three questions from our listeners from season one that I brought over to season to the new show. And I was going to read, I'm going to read them out loud. And Alana and I are going to provide you guys with the best um, friendly advice we can. So question number one. So I've been talking to this guy, I met on an app like a month ago on and off. At first I wasn't super invested, especially since he was visiting his parents for most of the time. But I feel like my expectations have increased due to the longevity of the conversation Also, when we talk, it's a lot of fun. I would say I've developed some strong feelings. Unfortunately, he is now back. Um, Unfortunately, he is now back. Though we could meet in person, I'm not sure what he's thinking. Like at first, he seemed super interested, messaging me all the time, and that has really died off. Sometimes it takes even a day or more to get a response. I'm not sure. Also, how much should I be initiating getting together in the first place? I already have reached out a bunch of times to initiate conversation. Generally speaking, we have talked about meaning, but nothing is set in stone. On top of this, I get the feeling that there are many times he's reached out only to sext. So like, I'm not even sure if this is worth my time or is he just looking for a fuck buddy? Like I am for something casual, but not sure what, but not sure what to think. Okay. 
So yeah, person, a lot of interest. Now they're back in the same town. The interest has died off. No set plans being made. Still talking now and then. She has to initiate conversations. Diagnosis. Those are the symptoms. What's our diagnosis? I think it's it's a situation that a lot of people have found themselves in um, where whenever like you're home with your parents um, and in a different environment, you you kind of just like want that person to talk to. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of us ended up being that person to talk to. And mm-hmm. when um, whichever side, whichever person went back into their normal social environment, um, we kind of ended up, unfortunately, like falling off their radar of like priorities. Um, and I think that that could have happened or like he also could have been talking to someone else um, and ended up seeing that person first um, and then like being invested in that. I think there are a lot of different things that could have gone on, but I do think the nature of like the quarantine talking, texting situation is that um, I think it's like 50, 50, whether or not you'll end up actually meeting in person. Um, I don't know about you, but there were a lot of people I talked to in quarantine for like a month or two who I never even ended up meeting. Oh, hundred percent. There's like five people who I had intimate conversations with yeah. and we've never met. And a lot of times there's just been like, in, like just instant fallout where like you were clearly like, we all hit that moment of loneliness or call it loneliness or boredom or whatever it is, but you just want to talk to somebody and they're the person in front of you. So you're like kind of, you're at the airport. We're all in like an airplane. They're sitting next to you on the air, on the airplane. You're going to have a little casual conversation, but then you get off the airplane. You're going to go your own ways. I got to say, and this is sort of 2.0 seeing other people specificness just this is a in this situation i would tell someone who's in a situation with these symptoms stop this person this guy is not good news um he might be using you just for the sex he might be just bored but um either way there's too many what we call just mini red flags um not setting plans if somebody wants to see somebody they set the plans yeah. That's and and good, here's that's... what I'll say. If you feel like you're in the situation where like you always have to text first and you've talked about plans, but uh, they haven't been set and you're just like not sure. I think there's there's no harm in just saying like, OK, let's make a plan or like when do you like what night are you free? Because then, you know, what? like they have to give you an answer that they're going to commit to spending time with you or that they're not. And yes. that's your answer. By the way, I think a lot of times in the situation, this will be a running theme. It's never really about you or me. It's It's them them. going through their own other life situation. Um, It's not that he doesn't like you. It's that who the fuck knows what's going on in his world, his life. And he's unfortunately not a good person to text and he's bad at communication. That affects you, unfortunately. But I doubt he's thinking hypersensitively about his impact on other people over the messages because our generation lacks empathy. Whole thing there. But simply saying, just swipe left. Keep going. On to the next. Next question. I live and teach in a more rural area, and there aren't a lot of young people here. As a result, I end up dating people from other areas in my state. To me, distance has never mattered because I'm not married to my location, and I would gladly move if things got to that point. I've been on Hinge and other dating apps, set up through friends, and met people organically. However, I've had a lot of relationships that seem to be getting serious because of the distance. Um... Uh, serious end, sorry, getting to a serious end because of the distance. Sometimes after months of dating, after we've discussed the distance issue, uh, distance issue. So my question is, should distance matter? And how do I work through this with someone I'm trying to get to date? Hmm. 
Does distance matter? I think I think distance will matter until you find the person where you're both like, you know what? I don't care about the distance because I want to do whatever to make it work. And that's that's a, a take from my own experiences where I've ended up meeting people who literally live on the opposite side of the country and we're like, we don't care. We want to try. Um, mm. And yeah, it hasn't worked. And partially that is because of the distance. Um, and obviously a lot of other factors, but I, I do think if like these people maybe weren't right for X, Y, or Z other reason. Um, and whether it was that you felt it or that they felt it. And like this distance was just like the easy thing to blame it on. Um, I, I think maybe once you do meet that right person, like it, it really won't matter. What do you yeah. think? Jenna? I mean, I think I've always, I've always wanted the distance conversation. I've never been one who could do long distance unless I was in like a year long relationship. And this person was going somewhere for a finite amount of time. I would do distance. Mm-hmm. she's an actress and she's going to do the new Lord of the Rings movie for Amazon. So she's moving to New Zealand for six months. I would do that because I love her. Take, and cause I'll she's go my with muse. her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I think meeting someone who lives long distance and trying to get to know somebody long distance is probably more difficult. So that would be my advice. It's like, you know, I think long distance works if there's a pre-established connection. I don't know if I necessarily believe it or I've seen this, the, the data to prove that it does work. And I'm probably wrong, but without knowing somebody. Um, hope that helps, um, that person. So, um, third question, uh, here we go. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating, or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. I'll do this one. Great. I've been texting slash messaging a new man for the past month from Hinge, and this week we met up for our first pandemic date with a walk and a picnic in a local park. Side note, our texts have been very inconsistent on his end, sometimes taking days for him to respond. He was moving to my neighborhood, which contributed to the delay of finally meeting. I'd given him my number through Hinge as a push to see what would happen, and he waited a full week before he finally texted me. I also confronted him about his texting habits on our date, per your podcast advice, and he said he had a hard (laughs) time with change and was very focused on his move and felt like that needed to happen before he could fully focus on me. Anyways, our date went super well. He told me at the end he couldn't wait to go home and tell his friends about the cute girl he went on a date with. Parentheses. A good sign, right? When he walked me to my car, he put the ball on my court and said he hopes to hear from me for a second date. The next day, I texted him, letting him know my availability, and he responded by saying, I think I'm pretty busy for the next few days, unfortunately, so maybe next week. 
I responded by saying just to let me know. I think my confusion is mostly how are you busy every single night when it's a pandemic? We're both working from home <laughs> for our jobs and we're both temporarily lost our second jobs due to COVID. So I feel like everyone should have more free time. Am I crazy? P.S. We followed each other on Insta before our first date and he brought up different topics, bands I like, etc. on our date to have something to talk about. He watches all my stories, likes everything I posted since he began following me and occasionally has DM'd me. A lot of really okay. good symptoms. A lot of really good symptoms on this one. <laughs> this is like the most typical quarantine dating struggle ever. Um I, yeah, I, I kind of laughed to myself reading, um, that like we're in a pandemic. What's he doing? Um, Joan, I'll let you, I'll let you tackle sure. this first. I'll go in reverse order here. I have a lot of hot takes on this one. So first of all, let's just cross this off the list. You know, we get the same time as we're going to diagnose it. We're going to go through those things. So follow each other, Instagram, and he watches your stories, likes everything you posted and occasionally DMs you. That means absolutely nothing. And let's get this on the record here. There's this whole myth that guys will watch stories because they like girls and I think it's different for depending on who you are, but 99% of the guys who I've talked to about this, it means nothing. They're, they're bored, probably, probably pooping um, and going on Instagram and it means nothing. Let's go back. Let's keep going. Um, both lost your jobs. Just because you have free time doesn't mean that you want to do something with it. I actually got into this new habit where like someone's like, do you want to go like go for a walk or go grab beers? You're not doing anything today. And I'm like, no, I'm doing nothing. And nothing is capital N. I'm doing nothing. I don't want to do anything. I want to do nothing. I want to just play on my phone on my bed and walk around my room and play with my stuff. And watch um, my TikToks. And watch Alana's TikToks. Um, and I don't think we can assume how free someone really is because to have a date to engage with someone, there's a whole mental mindset there. So maybe he's not, hasn't had the mental capacity to engage in that. Now, um, Good for you for being upfront about the texting communication style. Love to hear that. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, now, I'm just going to give my blunt advice. This isn't going to work out. Again, not you. Not anything to do with you. Um, it's whatever's going on in their life. Um, but clearly, it would be more obvious. If the signs are there and you think that it should be going differently, um, and it sounds like you're sort of writing this and you're sort of making excuses. Oh, he's, how are we both not having any free time? And he likes my stories, but he still doesn't talk to me. It's as obvious as it always looks. It's not that he doesn't not like you. It's just perhaps there's not the agency or the urgency to yeah. take it beyond that point. Alana, your thoughts. So here's, here's my thing. I do, I do think his, his reason, um, for like being busy with moving and, and having to like settle down with all that before actually in like investing and focusing on you. I think that's very valid. And I think that's mature mm -hmm. that he, he said that and made that open. Granted, you did have to ask for him to give you that answer. Um, it would have been great if he said it up front. Um, also a little weird that it took a week for him to finally text you, but again, maybe he's just like not a big texter and, and just like wanted to wait until it was time to plan. I don't know. Um, mm. I do think like Jonah said, like there are like a bunch of excuses, which like nothing against you. Like I make excuses for everyone. We all do it. Um, mm. but it's almost like once you get to that point where it's like, you're trying to always justify their behavior. I think that's always a sign that like, it's just, it's not going to work out. Um, but I will say 
Because I am someone who is usually like the biggest texter. I love texting. I will text Mm. people just to text, even if I have absolutely nothing to say to them. Um, I will text anyone if I'm bored. I love texting (laughs) people that I have a crush on. Um, I've gone in some weird phases in the last few months where I... I will let my text build up and I'll have like 60 unread messages. And usually like if I have one unread message, like I read it, I respond to it. I I've gone into this like weird phase that I've never been in before, but like on and off, like I'll do this for a week or two at a time where I just will be the world's worst texter. And whether it be like someone I'm like seeing or like a friend or my roommate or Jonah or like someone I just started talking to from a dating app, like I literally like won't respond for like, or like I'll respond like every other day. And I'm like, I'm such an asshole right now, but like, I just don't care. I just like, Why? don't wait, wait, hold on. You're not an asshole. No one has to respond. What is this? What is the limitation? Just because you get a text doesn't mean you have to respond to it. I think it's but, a ridiculous but, expectation. But I know, like, I, I do think of the other person on the other side of this and, and how I feel when someone isn't responding to me. And like, what if they're sitting there waiting for my text or wondering if I lost interest because I haven't responded. And like, I feel bad that I'm doing that to someone, but then I'm like, Oh, like I just can't. But why do, do you care right so now? much what they think or feel? I mean, it's not like it's a, it's. I don't want to be mean. It's not being mean. I don't think it's ridiculous that people think we're being like. And I've been on both sides too. Obviously, I've waited for people to respond. But I was like, look, just because you get a message in your phone, just because someone is free in the moment to send a message, doesn't mean that you need to be free in that moment to send a message. I would say, yeah, if you go a week without texting somebody back and they ask you a question and they are your yeah. friend, you need to respond or pick right. up the phone and call them. But like. I think we need to get this universal theory out there that there is no expectation. Just because you text someone does not mean they have to respond. It's ridiculous. But, but, but. Why but should, like. Because it just shows that they care. I think, I really think like a timely response shows that the person cares and like that you matter but, to them. What? But that's assuming your phone is charged. It's in front of you and you can like, I guess. like When I'm, is it was, not? When is it I not? Have, I have, look, I have like 60 unread texts and. It's because, like, honestly, I'm either on Instagram or I'm typing on the computer. And if I'm not at the computer in active communication mode, I'm not going to respond yeah. to that text possibly for hours. So it's like, and I hate that we have this expectation that you got to respond. But I don't, you have I don't, to. I don't disagree. I think, it, look, it's, I think it's case by case. If you're flirting with somebody, if there's like an element of like courting, then there's like all these different rules. I agree. I think in general, we should never get mad at someone or put pressure on someone on responding in a in you know maybe give them like five days five business days is like a, but i'm saying like if you text someone out of the blue like i'm i guess i'm saying before you judge right we don't know um we who are we to judge that this person didn't respond for a week you know like yeah. you never know what's going to happen you never know if it gets lost if they forget um that's the thing also right now like we're all going through so much stuff where it's yeah. like I never, I never expected my, I mean, I'm literally playing both sides of this right now. I don't know what I believe, Um, but I never expected myself to be a bad texter. So then like when I suddenly stop responding for like a few days or I'll like respond like once a day, my friends are like, are you okay? And I'm like, honestly, I'm just like having a week, you know? Yeah. I, I would just like be like, I'm, I've become... It's also the vernacular you build with your texting people, right? So like, yeah. I've just become hyper-efficient. As my friend Jabuki on White One said, texting is for making plans. That's all it's there. Like, that's what texting sure. should be for. It's to make plans. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I hope that re- provides uh, listener three with some sort of advice. But my general ballpark is, again, it's not that they don't like you and it has nothing to do with you. But um, and we don't need to judge them. But I don't think it's going to work out in the way we want it to based upon these symptoms. I would stop. I would just move on um, from any expectations we have. Um, and again, remember, for everyone listening, like this, this is for everyone, not just for the person who wrote this email. Because we all have like, I'm, I can probably name like eight friends yes. who are going through this situation right now. Um, exactly. So, that's that's yeah. why we do it. So you hopefully exactly. hear a little bit of yourself on these. Um, and also I would say that the, um, the take of it, like, if you really want that answer, there is always the, the ultimatum, which is, hey, I just want to check your headspace if this is something that you feel you want to continue. Because you could just, because unfortunately what we're doing is assuming and I don't want to give the advice that she should stop talking to this guy in case all these things are real and you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. If you really do feel like you had a connection, the best thing to always do is just be like, hey, I just want to get a sense of where your head's at um, yeah. and just get the answer from him or her. Yeah. Um, um, Jonah, do you want to tell everyone what our new dating term of the week is? Yes, yes, yes I do. So every week we're going to give you guys a dating term of the week. I love this one. This term is called window tapping. And window tapping is um, the term that is described. It's the it's the term. It's that thing where you like five to ten pictures of someone's Instagram. I should say in chronological order, um, or I guess sporadic, but not too far back, as a way to draw their attention, as a way to have them notice to you. So you know, you ever pop open Instagram? You're like, who's this random person? Just like six of my photos. that's window tapping. It's a way to get someone's because then you're going to click on their profile. And it's kind of like a little bit of a wave or a wink, I would say, you know, it's like if you're on the street, and someone just kind of raises their hands as hi, you know, like, it's that kind of thing. Um, Alana, have you ever window tapped somebody? Honestly, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Have you? Yes, of course. Yep. <laughs> After I, someone started doing it to me, I was like, Oh, I can do this. And I'll just go and like, like five picks and see did it work. Answer. Yeah, I think eventually we followed each other and maybe had a couple DMs, but like, I don't, it's not like I'm in love with this person. I don't even remember who it was, but um, certainly it's happened. I'll, I'll try life. it out and I'll report back. Oh my God, please do. Okay, so next episode, you're going to report back on your window tapping. Yeah, maybe not next episode. We'll see. Okay. I have to figure I have to figure out whose window I want to tap on first. I can't just like True. randomly select a, a victim. No, you, yeah, yeah, no, no random window tapping. Um, anyway, guys, we kept you here long enough. We're excited to be doing this again. And every week we'll have a new episode. Obviously, a ton of bonus stuff on the Instagram. And of course, all the goods on the Patreon. Um, yes. Alana, where can they find us again? Um, at Seeing Other People Podcast on Instagram, on YouTube. We're at Seeing Other People on TikTok. And we are at seeing other people's ppls on twitter because they didn't let us do the whole thing because of a limited character account classic twitter but it's okay it's okay um and i am at alana.dunn and jonah is at jonah feingold that's right i'm at jonah feingold and um we really appreciate you guys listening to us trusting us we hope these uh opinions you know there are there are own and we don't we're not experts but we hope you take something away from them and um Thank you for We're listening. We're so excited to be back together with you guys. Very stoked. 
That was the most annoying voice ever. I'm truly sorry about that. I apologize to everyone's ears. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye.